How's it going, people? Da, 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 da. That's what you just heard, probably. I don't think they would have heard that unless they stepped out of an elevator in the 1940s in black and white. It's quite possible. Uh, honestly, they probably did hear it unless they skip our ad read every time, which, you know, <laughs> totally makes sense. I would, too. Just kidding. Don't do that, please. We need money. Give us money. <laughs> no. Um, how are you doing today, Dylan? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, school is school is a little intensive today, but other than that, not bad. How about you? Yeah, uh, I'm good. I just learned that I am going back uh, to college on the day of recording this. I might be back in college by the time this is even posted, but yeah. Wow. So, and I know what day I'm going in, and it's a week before the semester starts. So I have just a week to sit awkwardly in my college dorm, uh, eat Subway, <laughs> And, and vibe, content, yeah, yeah, vibe, and contemplate my life choices. Definitely won't be any Madden involved with that week. Absolutely not. I will not be touching <laughs> a video that's so long. That's so not right. <laughs> I will be playing a lot of them. Um, so yeah, that's me. Um, so you may have noticed from the title of this episode. Well, not the synopsis, not the title, but the numbering of this episode. This isn't uh, what we would call a normal episode. Dylan, do you want to explain what these are? Yes, so these are just going to be a series of, not necessarily connected, but a series of mini episodes that we're going to upload if uh, Caleb or I don't have like enough time to record yes. a certain week or um, if we just need a filler somewhere. Yeah, because as of right now, you and I are both in a really good place where we have a pretty consistent uh, availability in our schedules around the same time of yes. day. And that has led yes. to us being able to record a lot and put a lot out. And we love that, but we're both kind of at this point where we, we don't know for sure, but we have this sneaking feeling that once college starts for me and classes already started for you. And you know, like once all that kind of gets back in the groove that there may just be a day where one of us just is not available. So we wanted to plan ahead for the future. This, yeah. Just give you guys a little, a little side salad before we get to the yes. main platter. So honestly, I want to be as transparent as possible because this is the very first one. Mm-hmm. Um, I we we will probably keep it as vague as possible for the future. But just to give you guys an idea of what this is, we are recording this today is July twentieth, two thousand and twenty. Uh, yes. We have no clue when this will see the light of day. It could be July twenty fifth. It could be. It could be December twenty fifth. Yeah, that'd be funny if we put a <laughs> podcast out on a Christmas, Christmas that we recorded five yeah. months in advance. Or it could be <laughs> we could be putting this out in twenty twenty two. We don't know. But today is July twentieth, two thousand and twenty. We're right in the smack dab middle of this beautiful, blessed year. Just kidding. This year has sucked in every way. But here we are. <laughs> Uh, July 20th, recording some side salad. Yes. So um, let's just jump right into it. Honestly, I had an idea that we can talk about colloquialisms or sayings, if you will, that we... (laughs) I don't even know (laughs) Somehow in my vocabulary. what that word means, because I don't know what it means. Wink, wink. So a colloquialism is just a saying that we use in modern terminology to describe... And by uh, modern situation. post 1800s, because post that's 1800s, likely when yes. it came. From. <laughs> so to start, like there's one here. According to history.com, the the saying "turn a blind eye" often used to refer to a willful refusal to acknowledge a particular reality, as we all know, 
dates back to a legendary chapter in the career of the British naval hero Horatio Nelson. So this guy during 1801's Battle of Copenhagen, <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of yees at that battle <laughs> <laughs> with lips packed fat. <laughs> Nel- with Dipsky and the Lipskys. <laughs> yes. Nelson's ships were pitted against a large Danish-Norwegian fleet, and when his conservative superior officer flagged for him to withdraw, the one-eyed Nelson supposedly brought his telescope to his bad eye and blithely proclaimed, I really do not see the signal. So he went on to score a decisive victory. And so, yeah, this guy basically, like, he played his own disadvantage to his advantage. (laughs) So that's where the term turn a blind eye came from turn a blind eye never knew that i just you know kind of assumed it just was way more literal than it sounded i never would have assumed there'd be a whole backstory so uh fascinating thank you for that one i assumed you have many many more yes okay so have you ever heard have you ever heard by and large by yeah but that's something i say i would say commonly but i've definitely heard the expression like he's done this by and large yes yeah, so it it means okay. So it says and on history dot com again here that uh, taken aback, loose cannon and high and dry all originated at sea. Uh, but perhaps the most surprising example is the common saying by and large, as far back as the sixteenth century. So this would have been fifteen hundreds because historians are weird. <laughs> like they they put they name the century. Of the hundred years before, so like fifteen well, hundred. Well, no, no, no. It's I, I agree with you with that, and like now, it's obviously weird to think about. But if you actually think about it, in oh yeah, zero to yeah, one, zero would to be 100 the first century, the first century yeah. and then one hundred to two hundred yeah. is the would be the second century because it's the second round of hundred. So, so if you think about it in its like smallest form, yeah, it makes more sense. But now it's like yeah, twenty first century. What it's twenty twenty. Yeah, but yeah, it's just us but, being us. So. It's saying that large was used to mean that a ship was sailing with the wind at its back. Meanwhile, the much less desirable by or full and by meant the vessel was traveling into the wind. That's one of your favorite so, words. <laughs> they don't know that. <laughs> they will. Too. So for for mariners or mariners, whatever, what, what have you, by by and large, referred to the trawling the seas in any and all directions relative to the wind. Today, sailors and landlubbers alike now use the phrase as a synonym for all things considered, or for most of the part, or for the most part. I apologize for the accidental ASMR I'm probably giving right now. I'm trying to open a <laughs> bottle of water and with one hand, and it was not going well. You should have just opened by tea. <laughs> and then it could have exploded. And then my by and large would have been by and empty. <laughs> so, so next here I got bite the bullet. Oh, okay. And I say that one a lot. In the old, yep. And in the olden days, this is according to Grammarly.com. In the olden days, when doctors were short on anesthesia, anesthesia, or um, time during battle, they would ask the patient to bite down on a bullet to distract from the pain. That sounds like it would just really hurt your teeth. If you're in that much pain. I understand the basic concept because like now I, you know, like I, I think I remember seeing an episode of the Simpsons recently where, where Bart dislocated his shoulder 
and uh, because, mm-hmm. and Marge was gonna pop it back in, so she made him <laughs> bite down on a on a dog toy, like a Kong triangle mm-hmm. thing, and like so it wants well, to so, like distract him because it's gonna hurt. But I just can't imagine a bullet because I feel like that would just like destroy your molar. I thought I, I always yeah, like make your teeth shatter. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's just it's one of those things I never like really considered the what it actually meant. I just said it knowing it meant what I wanted. Yeah. Oh man, these are. I imagine these are going to get weirder and weirder, right? Uh, I mean, well, there's some. Well, actually, let's find out. Yeah, yeah. Let's keep them in suspense. So, break the ice. Okay. So to break off a conflict or commence a friendship. Okay. And back when road transportation was not developed, ships would be the only transportation and means of trade. Sure. At times, the ships would get stuck during the winter because of ice formation, and the receiving country would send small ships to, quote-unquote, break the ice to clear away for the trade ships. This gesture showed affiliation and understanding between (laughs) two territories. Oh, God. I thought of it that way. The next one on here, butter someone up. <laughs> Please tell me this impress... means something so horrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> to impress someone with flattery. <laughs> um, this was a customary religious act in ancient India. What? The devout would throw butter balls at the statues <laughs> of their gods to seek favor and forgiveness. <laughs> that, oh, my God. Imagine, like, the... the uh bugs that would be attracted to like the old oh god because like if I, you know Ew, in, like, like in, moldy in, butter. in indian summer that is that an expression that i'm even thinking indian summer i don't know i feel like i've heard that somewhere maybe indian summer it's hot <laughs> the sun is hot and if they're throwing butter balls at their at their deities statues oh god that's the butter is gonna sit in the sun and magnets. There must be like flies. flicking butter droplets by the time they even get out there. Exactly. Yeah, they're like, but yeah, they leave in their hand a butter ball and then they arrive at the statue a uh, butter <laughs> melt. I don't. God, I had. You're saying? Oh, I wish I had a joke. <laughs> so okay, so cat got your tongue. Cat got, yeah, cat, cat got my tongue when I tried to make a butter. Cat ball got your tongue. Up. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Sounds like the cat's got your tongue. Yeah, right now. how ironic. So it's asked to a person who is at a loss of words, mm-hmm. and the hey. origin is in what? I'm just saying, I, I was the person who lost for words. Oh. Why'd, why'd uh, you stop? Cat got your tongue? So the origin is that in the English Navy, they used it to, uh, or sorry, they used to use a whip. Called cat o' nine tails for flogging. Oh, I've heard of yeah, I know oh, yeah, cat o' nine tails is like that. You can make those with like a belt now. Not now, oh, sorry, God. not now, but like I've heard that expression for like, like you know, like you ever read like or read or watch like true crime stories and stuff like that. There was yeah. this one serial killer in like the eighteen hundreds who like his signature thing was like a cat of nine tails. It was horrible. I'm not, I'm not even like acting like I'm enjoying it. It was just like that was his trademark was like whipping people with a cat of nine tails. Which was just made yeah, out of the, like a big leather belt. The pain was so severe that it caused the victim to stay quiet for a long time. And oh, actually, this one's conflicted because it says that's one of the possible origins. But another possible source could be from ancient Egypt, where liars and blasphemers' tongues were cut out and then fed to the cats. Oh wow! So that's I don't know. More that's, than I thought. That's 
Maybe the cat of nine tails was like well, is that named after that? And, and like part of me thinks nine tails like sounds like it weirdly has something to do with like nine lives. Nine yeah, lives. Yeah, I don't know why like the number yeah. nine is so associated with cats, but. Oh, so anyways, barking up the wrong tree. Okay, yeah. You ever heard that? Yeah, I've used that one plenty of times. Uh, so it refers to hunting dogs that may have chased their prey up a tree, and the dogs bark assuming that the prey is still in the tree when it's in reality it's no longer there. It flew away. Huh. I guess that one actually, that one makes some of the most sense so far. I'm so, I, yeah. honest, I was more surprised by the fact that, you, that you, what you said that, and it was like, oh. I get it. <laughs> like, hey, yeah. here we go. We figured it out. Ladies and gentlemen, we've solved it. We did it, Reddit. <laughs> so, okay, Barry the Hatchet, you know that? Yeah. Everyone knows Barry the Hatchet. Yeah. Of course. So, this one dates back to early times, um, North America. Okay. And the old when days. The, when the, yes, the, the Puritan stays, like 1600s. Mm. When... When the Puritans were in conflict with the Native Americans uh, and they were trying to negotiate peace, the Native Americans would bury all their hatchets, knives, clubs, and tomahawks. Like, le- weapons were, literally were buried and made inaccessible. So, again, that's one of those, just like the last one, it's actually so literal that there's never been anything to read into this entire time. It's exactly what you think it is. Hmm. Huh. I actually, And weirdly enough, I always just kind of thought of bury the hatchet as not literally burying it underground. I thought it just meant like put it in something, you know, like a wood post or something yeah, to like yeah. prove that it's in like a neutral ground and it can't be like used to attack because it's like buried into a tree or something. That's what I always saw it as, but I guess that completely oh. makes sense. You know what I mean? Like you like smash the hatchet into a, like a tree stump and then like shake hands yeah. with somebody, you know, like you, I'm not going to attack you because my hatchet is now inside the tree. <laughs> that's what i always thought. dude there's a there's a couple of interesting ones on here like give a cold shoulder oh yeah the cold shoulder um, yeah, ignore somebody yeah 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 in medieval england it was customary to give a guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of mutton pork or beef chop when the host felt it was time for the guest to leave <laughs> this was a polite way to communicate you may leave that is now. so passive aggressive why did we ever I stop know. doing that i know <laughs> I'm going to start doing that to people. I'm going to carry a like big ice Just give box. them the spoiled meat from your no, lunch. I, yeah, that, my mom has to call in and say, hey, don't eat it. Um, <laughs> maybe, I, man, that'd be really funny if that, that joke came from like 30 episodes ago and like we're trying to make them remember it. <laughs> when, yeah. When we just... Really obscure to someone that's <laughs> just started listening. Anyway, um, I'm going to start carrying an ice box with a bunch of pieces of shoulder meat in it. And I'm just going to start handing them to people like, Hey, get out. Leave. <laughs> that, that's awesome. <laughs> I honestly, I, that's something, if that could have stayed in a modern times, I'd be all for it. Oh my God. That, yeah. <laughs> so reading through this one is, Oh, by the way, these have all the ones since I last said Grammarly, these have all been on Grammarly. And so here's another one. This one seems the most interesting to me, the one I've read so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's to go the whole nine yards. Okay. Like to try your best at something. Okay. And the origin is during World War II. This is contrary to, well, my belief at least. I always thought it was related to football some way, somehow. Okay. And 
But during World War II, the fighter pilots were equipped with nine yards of ammunition, and when they ran out, it meant that they had tried their best at fighting off the target with the entirety of their ammunition. So they went the whole nine yards. Yeah. Huh. I always thought it was, like, football-related, and, like, they had, like, almost gotten that first down. That's understandable. But, like, yeah, he almost got the first down. But, like, there's never anything that's, like, measured by nine yards in football. So it makes sense that it's not a football thing. Because, you know, yeah, first down is ten or more. So, huh. Yeah, mm-hmm. fascinating. I did not know that one at all, so that was cool. And then last one from Grammarly here. It says uh, to rub the wrong way. Huh. Okay. And it was in um... – in colonial times, early Americans would ask their servants to rub their oak floorboards the right way, quote unquote, the wrong way, not wiping them with dry fabric after wet fabric would cause streaks to form and ruin it, leaving their homeowner annoyed. <laughs> that's so specific. I thought that that's one of those I, ones. I think it makes more sense as a <laughs> like as the colloquialism than it does as its original statement. It's funny. And then here, I just came to stylist.com. They have, they have a good list here. Okay. So to chow down. <laughs> so okay. chow down was first used by the U.S. military during World War II. Chow is a Chinese breed of dog that became a Western slang term for food due to the Chinese's reputation for eating dog meat. Okay. That's just that's just how that came about. Huh. That is really weird. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm not sure how I feel really about funny. that one. This one's really funny. <laughs> Have you ever heard a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush? Of course. I live in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, and we're definitely not teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> so it's saying this medieval proverb proverb comes from proverb. the sport of falconry where the quote bird in the hand the praying falcon was worth more than two in the bush the prey huh. that's so, so weird i know like, I, I just thought it was funny as soon yeah. as i read it i haven't heard that one <laughs> part of that always sounded so dirty too i know that's why bird i laughed at it hand. It's worth two in the bush. Two in the bush. I'll let you figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a stone's throw. Okay. Tell, you can't tell me that means anything than the distance you can throw a stone. Because if that means something really weird, I like my whole life is a lie at this point. The term for a short distance is a variation of a stone's cast, first used in early editions of the Bible, but it fell out of use. Writer John Arbuthnot, Arbuthnot revived it in the history of John Bull. Okay, so that one's not even, that's not even like an obscure <laughs> you're, you're origin story. You're actually putting either. me to sleep right now. Oops. <laughs> well, I, I, um, I, I have, have a question for you. What's Would that? Would it blow your mind if I came at you with one? Do it. The phrase, get on a soapbox or get on your soapbox. You ever heard that one? Okay, I've never heard that. Okay, nope. so like if somebody is like really passionate about a topic and they like debating somebody on them and they feel very strongly about one side, you could say they are up on their soapbox because they're like 
arguing oh, okay. their side of the of the. Mm-hmm. So the soapbox that oh, the oh, argument, yeah, yeah. The soapbox that people mount when they get on a soapbox <laughs> is actually a soapbox, or rather, one of the big crates that used to hold shipments of soap in the late 1800s. Would-be motivators of crowds would use them to stand on as makeshift podiums to make proclamations, speeches, or sales pitches. The soapbox then became a metaphor for spontaneous speech making or get on, getting on a roll about a favorite topic. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, that one I kind of do, but like, you know, it's like literally they would use like empty like soap. Like stand boxes, on yes. soap shipment yep. crates. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you go ahead. Bring home the bacon. Yes, my father sings this all the time. <laughs> the, yeah, so the phrase is often attributed to the story of Donmo Flitch. So in 1104, a couple. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> my pleasure. So, so in 1104, a couple in Great Dunmo, Essex, uh, impressed the prior of Little Dunmo with their love and devotion so much that he awarded them with a flitch, a side of bacon. Mm-hmm. So because it was, I guess it was considered like a specialty or a high society food. Huh. I guess that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely interesting. Uh, I'm looking through some here. <laughs> I've, I've actually used this one on the podcast, so now I feel like I have to share it. The whole shebang. The whole shebang. Yes, I've, I'm a very big fan of this phrase. The earliest uses of shebang were during the Civil War era, referring to a hut, shed, or cluster of bushes where you're staying. Some officers wrote, wrote home about running the shebang, meaning the encampment. The origin of the word is obscure, but because it also applied to a tavern or drinking place, it may go back to the Irish word shebeen. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it right. It's literally pronounced like she-been, like she's been somewhere. That's a little how it's pronounced, like spelled, for a ramshackle drinking establishment. The whole shebang. I did not know that had like a serious, you know, like military originated letter um origin i just thought it was like weird like <laughs> onomatopoeia for like hey shebang or something like that you know something really stupid so that one fascinated me well i got so like all the websites are out on but i got one last one that i always like Please. to tell people but is it oh okay so you there's none other that you want to talk about uh yeah i'll do you, you you let's let's end on your your big one here i'll I'll finish with one here. Um, go haywire. Oh, yes. What kind of wire is haywire? Just what it says. A wire is it made out of for hay? baling hay. Oh. In addition to tying up bundles, haywire was used to fix and hold things together in a makeshift way. So a dumpy, patched-up place came to be referred to as a haywire outfit. It then became a term for any kind of malfunctioning thing. Like like a uh, a robot that gets covered in water, we probably would say it's going haywire. On haywire. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the fact that the wire itself got easily tangled when unspooled contributed to the messed up sense of the word. So really a product that sucked in all ways was haywire. So I did not I did not know that one. Um, I also did not know. So yes, I would love to hear. Grand finale, what do you got? It was just uh, making a toast. Oh. Do you know where that originated from? Do not at all. I, for some reason, I always like telling this one because I think it's really interesting. But in ancient Rome, 
when they would um <clears throat> whenever they'd throw a party or like have a victory like you know they were like celebrating a victory mm-hmm. they would um they would put literal toast in the wine bowls like that people would fill their wine glasses with or their wine cups mm-hmm. and then they would uh after everyone filled their cup they would dedicate a toast to whatever it was they would dedicate a a round to something or someone an idea or a person and that's where the saying make a toast comes from i did not know that that's that's one of my favorite ones though i'm glad you found something you're passionate about (laughs) toast the origin of making toasts for this half hour of time (laughs) well so we've probably bored the audience tremendously uh well hopefully it wasn't too bad just yeah as a little as a little filler well we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll only use this when we need to yeah like we said so we have no clue when this will come out but it may never come out it may yeah, it may never come out and then what are we even talking for because nobody's listening to this far because it's never gonna come out but i would like to say thank you if you're listening to this right now there will be a normal episode up very soon we are just very yes. busy at whatever particular moment this is with work and school and life and you, you know how it is, but it's definitely our like desire to get new brand new full length fun episodes out to you guys ASAP. So yes. I hope this little uh, appetizer of side salad uh, satisfied you on the way to the main entree. Yes. So, so thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you found a little bit of interest in the episode just to get you to work or, as you're doing your chores or whatever, whatever it may be. Yes. So, but yep. as always, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Now I, I can't really ask the normal question I ask you. So uh, in this case, I will ask you um, now that we've ate our side salad, do you want to order some salad? I'd love to. All right. you enjoyed your salad and like a second helping make sure to hit up that waiter known as instagram and search him for our account page known as at want some salad pod i repeat that's at want some salad pod follow our page for extra toppings fresh content and regular updates from your favorite hosts i repeat that's at want some salad pod on instagram give us a follow and remember you ate the breadsticks get your salad <laughs>